Is this another good week to start Jonathan Taylor, Kareem Hunt, and Gus Edwards? And how about Bijan Robinson with a quarterback change in Atlanta? It's time to look at our running back and quarterback rankings for week nine as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. We're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day as well. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Ireland. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network, Ooh, NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. Yeah, and Michelle's just getting a little excited here because it is uh, <laughs> running back and quarterback rankings and uh, a lot of quarterback changes. We'll get into that. Some new starters all across the board, putting some guys out of play. We have some significant bye weeks as well. So you're going to be extending a little bit on maybe the quarterbacks that you usually wouldn't think about in your lineup, but you might have to go there this week. But running back isn't a bet of a better state here with just uh, some guys emerging, some guys getting healthier. So good stuff all around there. So we'll dive in to the positive there. Before we do that, I got to tell you that this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the promo code LOCKDOWNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Michelle, let's dive right in. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. It's been hard to figure out this backfield a little bit. And, uh, Moss uh, maybe a little bit lower on the list, but I have Jonathan Taylor pretty high, really high. I'll say this. I'll give that away as an RB3 this week. You have him in the top 10 at number 10. So uh, let's uh, tell everyone why we're so high on Jonathan Taylor this particular week to maybe smash it in relation to Moss. Yeah, I'm particularly high on both. I have Taylor at 10. I have Moss at 16. You have Moss a, a quite a bit under that than me. But you're, you're still saying you should play him this week. But Jonathan Taylor at three, that's bold. You're saying that he's going to get more snaps, more touches. He'll get the touchdowns, right? That's what it really comes down to, who gets the touchdown yeah. in this game. I do think there's enough touchdowns to go around, though. We'll talk about this matchup in general because we'll also talk about Chuba Hubbard in a little bit. But the Panthers and the Colts, this is the matchup. Those two teams are the only two teams in the league that have allowed more than eight rushing touchdowns, and they allowed like 11 and 12 rushing touchdowns to running backs this year. So – that's where a lot of these scores could come from in this game. So you can, you know, maybe John Taylor and Zach Moss will both get in. The Panthers are allowing the second most fantasy points per game to running backs, allowing over five yards per carry. So this is a fantastic matchup. I get why you have Jonathan Taylor ranked so high. I just think the points will be a little bit more uh, evenly spread out between Taylor and Moss. Yeah, that's a fair point here. I just think looking at, this is just saying that I want to have both these guys in my lineup because the Panthers are 29th in the league against the run overall, 139.4 yards per game on average. Now, the Texans didn't do much, but the Texans running game stinks. The Colts, when they're on, is really good. So, and I also think this is a sneaky high-scoring game between Bryce Young and Gardner Minshew. We, we'll talk about them at quarterback that definitely plays that you can consider this week in deeper leagues and uh, super flex situations. So, 
look, if there's going to be points and the running backs are going to be involved, we see that everyone can score and do their damage here. So it'll be interesting to see how they split them this week. But I think, Taylor, I just think maybe you get a maybe 66% to a 34%, something like that, with Taylor touching the ball. And that's why I have a little bit higher than Zach Moss this week. Now, let's look at Bijan Robinson. This is an interesting situation because <clears throat> before we came on, Arthur Smith, if you can believe him, I don't know if we can trust him. Taylor Heineke is starting over Desmond Ritter here against the Vikings defense, which is coming on. It's not the easiest matchup anymore where it's just plug and play and you feel great, but at least now maybe you get Bijan being more involved, checkdowns, running game, all that type of stuff because you don't have a running quarterback. You have a guy that's going to be in the pocket throwing around. You also have the potential of no Drake London this week. It's not looking good with that growing injury. So this could be a nice week all around for Robinson to rebound big time and get those uh, big touches we've been looking for. Yeah, it, you're, we're really just missing out on that eliteness that we're supposed to get from Bijan drafting him so high. I mean, his rookie season started amazing, had over 20 fantasy points in each of the first two weeks. It's just dropped off since then. He did play 50 snaps last week. Exactly what we want. Like 50 snaps is plenty for a running back, right? 11 carries. You would want a little bit more than that. Did well on those carries and got the rushing touchdown. Five targets and zero receptions. He hasn't had a, a, a reception since week six. We, we definitely need those receptions. Like you said, the Vikings really, they're not an easy defense. They're allowing the six fewest fantasy points to running backs this year. Only three and a half yards per carry to running backs. So it's not the easiest of matchups. But as long as Arthur Smith stops plugging in Tyler Algier so damn much, and especially around the goal line, then maybe we'll start to get those huge big games from Bijan again. Yeah, the nice thing, potentially, it could be a positive game script. The Falcons definitely play a better offense at home. And they're playing Jaron Hall and the Vikings on the other side. So good chance to stay in the game and not trail and get into a really uncomfortable situation here where they have to phase out Robinson for any game plan. So something to watch there. But, yeah, pretty high. We're at RB6 and RB7 with Bijan this week. Now, for the next guy, Josh Jacobs kind of surprised everyone. Big matchup that he came through. It was a tough, tough game against the Lions. But he's the only Raider that showed up on Monday night to produce – and we know there's been breaking news since then. I've got him as RB6. You've got him as RB11. Now Josh McDaniels is no longer the head coach. They've also gotten rid of uh, the potential offensive coordinator and Mick Lombardi. So changes are abound here in Las Vegas. And Saquon's on the other side. I think Jacobs came through because he was highly motivated on Monday night. There's something about him, the way he was running, that he just said, okay, maybe this is the last game I have to deal with Josh McDaniels. So I'm going to show that I'm really special here and just explode, and that's what happened. So Did he, Giants though? Back I mean, pretty darn good. 61 so rush I, yards on 15 carries isn't really anything special. He looked yeah, better, but, but still at the end of the game, averaged four yards per carry. It's just, we're, I mean, every other game this year, he's averaged, just, oh, my gosh, under three and a half yards per carry. Like, that's atrocious. Yeah. That's but like that was a bad matchup. So, I mean, yeah. that's that's I one mean, thing. That's encouraging, okay. right? That was it was like maybe the worst matchup you can find. And maybe the Lions run defense is not that great after Gus Edwards did something the previous week. So we'll see how it plays out. But I don't know. Jacobs is volume-based play. But, again, I'm not scared about the Giants run defense. Are you? 
Um, no, I, I, it's middle of the pack. It's not one I'm targeting, yeah. but also one I'm not running away from. I will say they also are making a quarterback change. So there's a ton of changes. We don't know what this offense is going to look like at all. Yeah. Sometimes when there's this huge shakeup with a team, they play extra, extra motivated, right? The team comes yeah. out and they're like the best they can look. Sometimes not so much. So we don't know which side we're going to get. I still have him at running back 11. Like, I think he's going to have a solid game. Yeah. With Aiden O'Connell now instead of Jimmy Garoppolo, we only got to witness Jacobs one time with Aiden O'Connell. He got like 11 targets in that game. So he, he could have a really big week. It's just He's just not an efficient player at all this year. And I don't think having Aiden O'Connell in is going to make – is going to make him any more efficient, but he's still a good play. A guy, though, I like a little bit higher than you. It's kind of switched with these two guys, but we're we're saying plug them all in. But yeah. this one, Joe Mixon against the Bills. I, see, I thought Joe Mixon looked really, really good last week. I He actually was efficient, right? He looked like he got something extra in his step after having some down games, um, was really running all over the 49ers whenever given a chance there. Um, and the bills we know have given up yards on the ground. This should be a high scoring game. So a lot of scoring opportunities. I have Mixon at RB seven. Again, you have him at RB 10. So we both think he's a great play this week. Yeah. I mean, you look at Mixon, he's not been all that inspiring when you actually pull away, but he's also not maybe exploding for those big touchdown games we've seen in the past, but he's been steady in more weeks than not. And then, you look at Joe Mixon, I think where he could actually have a lot of damage in this game is as a receiver, because we saw that with Rashad White. The Bills just cannot cover running backs the same way without Matt Milano in there. So I think you could have a big impact there. It's not like they're diversifying the offense too much. I mean, it's pretty much the wide receivers. In the passing game, you haven't seen a lot of uh, tight ends emerging here at all. Irv <laughs> Smith Jr. has been non-existent and hurt for most of the season. So they made the checkdowns, getting him into space a little bit, having a shot at the goal line. There's different ways that Joe Mixon can come through for us uh, this week. So, yeah, good call there. I mean, he's definitely an RB1 as well as Jacob. So, again, maybe a little bit of difference of opinion there, but these are guys that you have to play when you're getting the volume and you're the only guy. <laughs> that's great. That's all you want maybe from your running back in a lot of these situations. That's what's happening here. Now, Isaiah Pacheco is a hard one for me every single week. Every time I think he's going to really do well, they just don't give him the ball enough. And last week was the case, and he's been okay. But I think the Chiefs should give him the ball more. I have him at RB11, so maybe I'm basing it more on what the Chiefs should do in certain games. You have him at RB17, so you have him as an RB2, I have him as an RB1. I don't get it. Like, your offense is struggling. You need to get your running game going. You can do it. you got blockers inside to do it. Everyone's afraid of Patrick Mahomes throwing downfield. You're going to get all these looks to run against. So this is what happens with Andy Reid, right? When they slump a little bit offensively, he forgets about the running game. Then, oh, yeah, I, I remember. I can run the ball if I want to. So this seems like a game like that that you might want to do it, right? Dolphins are not great against the run. You want to sustain some longer drives to keep that offense off the field. Yeah, the Dolphins have actually been a below average matchup for fantasy running backs this year, which is odd. But And I, I do expect the Chiefs to pass a ton in this game uh, to keep up with the Dolphins. And Isaiah Pacheco is one of those guys. I'm fine throwing into my RB2 spot. Like, he's been solid. He's But also, like, in a full yeah. PPR league, he scored more than 16 points in a game just once this year. His ceiling's just not very high. 
So that's why I, I have him at RB 17. I think he ends up probably somewhere in the middle here, maybe 13, 14, 15, but um, I, I'm not super excited to plug him into my lineup, but he's definitely a guy that you can feel safe. That should get you 12, 13 points. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, that's a problem. I mean, they're just going to pass so much and forget about the running game. And that's always my concern with the chiefs is that any running back with the chiefs, because they're not involved in the passing game, they could be disappearing, but I have, I have full confidence that he's going to score in this game because there's going to be a lot of going back up and down the field here. And I think uh, he's wearing number 10. That's important because Tyreek Hill wore 10. So he's going to be a little bit more motivated. Tyreek is going to be pumped up on the other side. So I just want a lot of points from this game, Michelle. I want everything in the passing game. I want everything in the running game. Just give me a lot of points there when I wake up and watch this morning game. For us uh, over there in Germany, uh, they're going to get a special treat. So I want a special treat for fantasy as well. It is Halloween, so we want a lot of treats. And uh, we will get into more running backs that can treat you well in fantasy football, including Kareem Hunt and Gus Edwards playing super sub for their teams in the NFC North. But first, uh, we have a word from one of our sponsors here. eBay Motors has been a great partner here on Locked On Fantasy Football, and we've teamed up with them to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily fantasy draft or scouting waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster and go into your lineup. So let's see who's our eBay guaranteed fit fantasy pick of the week. Well, I tease Kareem Hunt. We can talk a little bit more about him after the break, but here's some reason why we love him this week against Arizona. He's come back to the team and been leaned on again with Nick Chubb injured for the long term. You have Jerome Ford on the shelf. Pierre Strong is young. The Browns need to win with the running game and defense now with their quarterback issues and Hunt draws a terrific matchup to run well in week nine. The Browns are at home against the Cardinals wilting defense and should be in either positive or even game script to make sure they can stick with running Hunt. Hunt has a good chance to put together a big game leading the Cleveland committee. eBay Motors knows that it's important to have the championship makeup, and so do we here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. It's all about a player being a perfect fit. That's the same with your vehicle. With more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So check it out. eBay Motors uh, takes care of all the hard parts that you have to find for your vehicle. Keep a ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guarantee Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, Michelle, I gave away the cream hunt analysis there. But, yeah, let's talk about him a little bit more. The Cardinals, I mean, this team is just falling apart. The Browns have the biggest favored spread of the week, which is great. That means they'll be running quite a bit in this game. So Kareem Hunt, I love this uh, matchup for him. I am pretty high. I'm just a little bit worried that you have the committee a little bit and they'll step off the gas if the Cardinals don't do too much. But RB17, RB14, we do think Hunt is going to smash it this week. Yeah, this is a home game for the Browns, right? So their defense plays much better at home than on the road. 
So, and then if the Cardinals have to play Clayton Tune, <laughs> this should be a game yeah. that it, at least should be a close game or the Browns will have a lead, which will lead to a lot of running. And Kareem Hunt has been the goal line guy. I mean, he's scored at least one rushing touchdown at each of the last three weeks. Cardinals are allowing third most fantasy points per game to running backs. I love Kareem Hunt this week. I have an RB14. You have him at 17. We think he's a fantastic play this week. Um, and then uh, another guy a little bit down. Like I'd rather play Kareem Hunt than Gus Edwards, but we do both have Gus Edwards as a top 20 play this week against the Seahawks. I will say the Seahawks are not an easy matchup for running backs. They're allowing just 3.1 yards per carry to running backs this year. That's the fewest in the league, but the workload that Gus Edwards is getting and then the touchdown opportunities he should have in this matchup, it's just too good to pass up. Do you agree? Yeah, he's just on a heater, too. I mean, to come out and do that to the Lions, and he had a long reception in that game and then completely ripped through the Cardinals. He's why Lamar Jackson didn't put up many points because Gus Edwards yeah. was hogging all the numbers with Mark Andrews. So it, it's uh, very uh, fun to see uh, Gus Edwards do this. He's a fun player to watch. He just runs hard and uh, gets with it. Uh, it used to be a committee, no longer. I mean, everyone talked about go trade for Derek Henry. Why? Gus Edwards is looking really good here and he's cheaper and you can do all the same things with him. So I do like that. He's only 20, exactly what you said. The Seahawks are a tough matchup. Now, Chuba Hubbard is another guy that we have to like, and I think uh, we can be safe about Miles Sanders being faded here. And, uh, and Daryl Henderson, another replacement back, two guys we did not expect would be starting at this point in the season, but really good matchups. The Colts struggled last week against the power running. Hubbard can also catch passes. The Colts struggle with that. And then Daryl Henderson and the Packers run defense really stinks. And they struggled with similar offense and Cam Akers last week. So I think both of these guys are viable RB2s during this big bye week. Yeah, I mean... Listen, Cam Akers averaged 2.1 yards per carry, so let's not talk up Cam Akers here. Yeah. Uh, but Daryl Henderson sure. should should be better against this Packers defense that are allowing the six most fantasy points per game. I am a little bit worried. I, I just want to know what's going on with Matthew Stafford. I mean, even if he does play, it's probably not going to be pretty. I don't really know how you throw the ball uh, when your throwing thumb isn't working, right? So I, I don't know what this offense is going to look like, but maybe they run a lot. I'm happy to play Daryl Henderson. I don't think he has a super high ceiling but he should be safe in this matchup. With Chubba Hubbard, I really do like the matchup against the Colts, and I, I like the workload. And like you said, they totally went away from Miles Sanders. I don't, I just don't think he's right, and he's probably not fully healthy, and it seems like they're trusting Hubbard a lot more. 15 carries last week. Now, it turned into absolutely nothing. 28 rushing yards, which is wild, uh, against the Texans, who also are they're a fine matchup, so I don't know why he struggled so hard. But I think it does come down to the touchdown opportunities in this game. Like I said, the Colts are giving up a ton of rushing touchdowns this year. If you had to choose between Hubbard or Zach Moss in the same matchup, which one would you go with? I would go Zach Moss only because I'm pretty sure the Colts are going to win this game. And I also trust them at the goal line more. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, you saw Chuba Hubbard. It was painful watching the Panthers try to get into the end zone near the goal line. Like Hubbard is just not built to do that, right? He's a little bit of a kind of change of pace back that's maybe been extended into a bigger role, right? I mean, obviously, Miles Sanders was great at scoring, and that's what he was doing. And I think if they had their preference if Sanders was healthy, I think you'd see kind of that power kind of change of pace script that they had early in the season. So 
I just trust Taylor and Moss a lot more than Hubbard, Sanders, uh, Raheem Blackshear, anybody that the Panthers are going to put there. That's why I also think the Panthers' passing game could have a bigger impact on this game. Yeah. Would you rather go Hubbard or Daryl Henderson then this week? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, the situation. They're close. With, They're very close. Yeah, Matthew Stafford. Well. Like, I think if I'm looking for a touchdown and I'm in standard leagues, I think Stan- here, I'll go this way. If we're leaning more to standard, I'm going Henderson because he's not necessarily going to be involved in the passing game. If we're going to PPR, I think I go to Hubbard and in between, just flip a coin. We are totally opposite there because I really thought you were going to say PPR, you go with Henderson. And then Hubbard. Well, I don't know if he's going to catch a lot necessarily. That's not what they want to do. I think last week they kind of were forced to do it. We'll see. I think maybe he gets a few more catches of actually Brett Rippon is in there, right? That would help with a check down, I think, with Henderson. So and also it's you hard would to have say. to expect Matthew Stafford's not going to be able to throw it down the field, even if he does play, right? Yeah, Often, so I, I'm, so I'm just not sure. Anyway, I don't want to make this decision, so <laughs> good luck. So if you have these guys, I actually might have to make the decision in one league, So, um, but it's a flex play, so it's not as bad. <laughs> if I had to make this over my RB2, I would hit my head against the wall. I would rather yeah. play both of those guys than Alexander Madison. That uh, hurts me to say. I don't want to play Alexander Madison anymore. Until he shows me something, probably not going to happen, right? Because, A, they're starting uh, Jaron Hall. This week, it seems like that's not pretty. They play the Falcons, who are allowing the second fewest fantasy points per game to running backs. They've allowed zero rushing touchdowns to running backs this year. Well, Madison has zero rushing touchdowns. Akers came away with a touchdown last week, but played 18 snaps. I mean, Madison still played 44 snaps last week to Akers 17. They both averaged 2.0 yards per carry. Oh, no, sorry. Madison was at 1.8. Acres was at 2.0. It was disgusting. They traded away their best, a really good guard. So that's not going to help the running game. Kurt, Kurt Cousins being out with a backup running back or backup quarterback that is a late round rookie isn't going to help the running game. This is going to be gross. And maybe they try to run the ball more because they don't have Kirk, but I don't think it's going to be efficient. I don't think it's going to be pretty. And I don't want to play Madison. I would rather play AJ Dillon this week, which is saying a lot because AJ Dillon has a very low ceiling as well and is not looking pretty either. And he has a tough matchup against Rams. But if I had to choose between Hubbard and Daryl Henderson and AJ Dillon and Madison, I'm playing all of those three over Madison. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a little bit of a thing going on. I mean, I know you hated Rashad White <laughs> looking at him. He's, yeah, but he's better right now. I'd rather play not... Rashad White. Yeah, there you go. That's what I wanted to hear. But the thing that's going on here is that if you look at in in full PPR scoring, Rashad White is the last guy on the board here in terms of average points per game at the RB24, Alexander Madison, a few spots below him. So, I mean, if you want to just look at it that way, it's not been good for either guy, unfortunately. We wanted one of them to come through. At least with White, he's going to catch passes for sure. But Madison, I'm worried about everything, right? quarterback situation acres just the running game sucks and everything is bad and the falcons are also not the easiest matchup with their guys inside so well yeah i'm waving the the white flag i surrender stop playing alexander madison he's okay i I think they they might run more let's see hopefully with josh dobbs might wake him up a little bit because they might have to run i think the key is if they play a little bit better defense which i think is coming then they can run the ball, right? And then maybe try to win games that way. Maybe they have to reinvent themselves a little bit if uh, Dobbs is in there. Because uh, 
everyone just expects Dobbs to come in there and chuck it and make everyone happy. Look, there's going to be a downgrade with those passing weapons. I mean, or the Vikings quarterback would be Josh Dobbs and not Kirk Cousins, right? So there's going to be a downgrade at some of those guys, but maybe that's what we're holding out hope for that uh, Madison gets more touches in the second half. But I feel like this is headed toward being a really ugly committee going forward. Yeah, uh, we have some really exciting quarterback matchups to talk about when we get into our quarterback rankings. We got Josh, Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts versus Dak Prescott and Tua versus Patrick Mahomes. So we're going to hop into all those quarterback rankings, plus some guys maybe you can find on the waivers that you can start this week if you need to. But first, I want to talk about the Game Time app. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps on your set, and the tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. I have personally used this app many, 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 many times, and this is all accurate. It's super easy to use. It's the cheapest tickets I can find out there, and I always just buy them like right before I'm headed to the game because it's that easy and that simple to use. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On. NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, you just create an account at Game Time, the game on the Game Time app and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Terms do apply. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's hop right into these fun matchups because they're, you know, all these quarterbacks are sitting at the top of our ranking. So we both have uh, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Hurts, Tua, Burrow, Lamar Jackson at the top here in our top six. Different order, but they're all in there and you're excited to play them this week. It's not necessarily saying all the matchups are perfect, right? But you expect there to be a lot of points in these games. Starting right here with the Germany game, this game has a 51 point over under, which is super exciting. And hopefully, Patrick Mahomes is feeling better and that offense is clicking. Uh, do you, I do have confidence that Mahomes and Kelsey and Rasheed Rice will all come together and score a lot of points in this game. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it by the numbers, Patrick Mahomes has the best matchup of all these elite quarterbacks. I mean, the Dolphins still breaking in Jalen Ramsey back. Damon Howard has been banged up. He hasn't played all that well. The secondary has a lot of holes in it. You know, Mahomes uh, is going to beat the pass rush. So, look, you should go back and forth with these guys, and that's basically how I've looked at it in the rankings. It's very interesting this week because you have Mahomes and Tua. They're in the top eight. You have Burrow and Allen. They're playing each other. They're in the top eight. And you have Prescott and Hurts. They're in the same matchup. So it's very interesting this week that most of the best elite quarterbacks in fantasy are playing each other. So that uh, really uh, limits uh, any exposure you want to other quarterbacks this week, uh, especially in a DFS environment. So when you look at it, yeah, I do like these uh, quarterbacks to all come through this week. I mean, you look at Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, however the game goes, right? Whoever is winning in any of these matchups, the other quarterback might have to throw a little bit more, but they can also produce a little bit running. We've seen that with Burrow. We've seen it with Allen. We've seen it, obviously, with Hurts Prescott. So it's fantastic that these quarterbacks can produce 
in many different ways. So I'm excited. I just want to see these games and watch the fantasy points blow up. I want all these guys to tie for first with like 45 points each, and I'll be really happy in fantasy football. Yeah, I know Allen wasn't great uh, at the Bay, or no, it was actually at home in the in the playoffs this last year against the Bengals. But I think I think a lot came into that, right? It was the matchup where the game was canceled, and that was on their mind with Demar Hamlin. Like I just think at the end of the year, they were emotionally exhausted as a team for the Bills. I, I think they're in a completely different situation now, and Josh Allen and that offense will be clicking way more than they were against the Bengals in the playoffs last year. So love both sides. I actually have Josh Allen as my quarterback one this week among all these top guys. And then with Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts, obviously Jalen Hurts are plugging in every week. It was ugly there to start the season with Dak Prescott, but now I do think he's becoming an every week play. Last two weeks have been huge for him in fantasy, and this Eagles matchup is a juicy one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Eagles gave up a ton of points, and their pass defense seems to be getting worse. I thought it might get better, but I think they just have two old corners, and that's not really helped, and they were not really short up the inside coverage either, so that's also good, and yeah, the Cowboys also realize, look, our running game with Tony Pollard isn't doing much. Our defense needs help. We need to put up some points here because our defense doesn't have Trayvon Diggs, and we're not going to get the same big plays from our defense to win games. So we got to make some big plays in the passing game. So it's kind of funny that they made a whole deal about we want to make Dak Prescott more efficient and reel him in and not have the big plays and run a little bit more and be conservative Mike McCarthy and Brian Sean and more they do. They're like, okay, let's just go back to what, Kellen Moore was doing. Let's open it up, throw it downfield, get the numbers, right? That's what you're seeing. You're seeing the DAP that was very productive in fantasy under Kellen Moore, like at least early in that offense. So that's what you're seeing. And it's great results. CD Lamb, Jake Ferguson is now a weekly play. You got uh, Brandon Cooks now all of a sudden involved in the offense. Maybe we'll get Michael Gallup going. Uh, maybe not at oh, some okay. point this season, but it's looked great. So I do like Dak quite a bit this week. Again, I only have him down there at eight because I had to put Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert there in the top seven as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this game. And I, I think, again, uh, all three of these games, we just want to sit back, sip a beverage, and uh, watch the fantasy points explode. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. I know Herbert has to play the Jets. You still just plug them in. Right after all those top guys, though, you have Derek Carr next, quarterback oh, no. nine against the Bears. He hasn't scored three touchdowns in a game all season long. Bears are a great matchup, I will say. So I do have Derek Carr, quarterback 14. That's the highest I'm ever going to rank Derek Carr. But you have him at nine. You're feeling pretty confident plugging him in this week. Yeah, there's just a lot of uh, bye weeks and other concerns we know. I mean, and it's not like you're banging the table for Trevor Lawrence or Russ Wilson, but they're not open or available here this week. So, I mean, that's the thing is it's a very shallow pool here. Brock Purdy is not there either or Jared Goff. So that's uh, four guys that you might rank in the top 20, right, disappeared yeah. from the rankings. So it's going to help fringe guys like uh, Derek Carr here. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's the case. And one thing I'll say <clears throat> with Derek Carr, it's a string of good matchups. The Colts were a good matchup. Last week, you have the Bears. It's a, just opening up here on the schedule for Derek Carr. So I really like that. Now, look, is he a high ceiling play? Absolutely not. No, not with Taysom Hill in the red zone, Alvin Kamara in the red zone. No. You're looking for the 250 and 2, 300 and 2, those type of things. 
And that is definitely reachable in this game, right? I mean, I don't know how much Montez Sweat is going to suit up for the Bears, but pass rush is not great. They don't have great corners other than Jalen Johnson. So there are going to be some matchups available here that Derek Carr is going to be comfortable and exploit. I think this is a game Chris Olave finally does something big because, again, they've been setting it up a little bit with Rashid Shahid, but I think the Bears just suck at downfield coverage here. So the deep ball, I think, will connect this week. That's really what's holding Derek Carr back, right, from really doing any more than that. I mean, Shahid is okay, Michael Thomas, the tight ends, all that. But he needs to unlock Chris Olave to be a little bit more reliable in fantasy. I think that happens this week in a very comfortable matchup, by the way, at home in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, I, yeah. I, I'm very, very biased against Derek. I'm trying Carr. to sell him hard, but yeah. Yeah, I think everyone should listen to your advice on Derek Carr, not mine, because I just have like a hatred <laughs> for that man for no reason. Uh, let's move on to a couple guys who have very similar playing styles. Uh, Gardner Minshew at the Panthers or Sam Howell at the Patriots. Uh, like Sam Howell has had really big games this year. It's been nice. He's had some really bad games as well. It's unfortunate that he has to go to New England. It, it really is. I don't feel super confident playing him. Would you rather go Gardner Minshew, who has had really just one good fantasy game, or Sam Howell and stay in the flames there? Yeah. Aren't these two of the most volatile guys that you're going to put them out there? But if they go and start slowly and throw an interception or get sacked or rattled, then you're going to start to worry. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get the points. I mean, I always tend to do that with even my top quarterbacks. So I want you to get 150 yards and at least a touchdown at halftime so I feel better about it. But if you come out and throw for 45 yards in the first half and you throw a pick, then you start to st- worry about them, right? So keep in mind there's built-in volatility with these guys. Like I'd like to rank them higher, but we just can't. 11 and 13, and that we have uh, 9 and 10 for you, Michelle, again, a part of the reason, the compressed quarterback pool that we have behind the elites this week. So, man, I think I'm going to go Yeah, I know. Having Sam Howell, Howell at 9 Sam and Howell. Minshew at 10 is really saying something about these quarterback rankings yeah. this week. I think what's saying the most is in the same matchup with the Commanders, Mac Jones, we both have him ranked as our quarterback, or we both have him ranked as a top 12 quarterback this week. And it's it's all because of the matchup, right? Against the commanders who gave away their top two pass rushers. Their secondary is absolutely garbage. So if they don't get pressure, they're just going to get eaten alive. I'm not saying Mac Jones is a guy that can necessarily eat teams alive, but I'm willing to take the chance. They've the commanders have allowed the most passing touchdowns this year, allowing the second most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. And we've seen at least a, a, a couple good games for Mac Jones this year. And I think this is going to be another big one at home. It does stink. He lost Kendrick Bourne. I do think that was his most reliable target, but I, I think he gets it done this week. It's a top 12 guy. Yeah, I mean, the Commanders, I talked about the Bears uh, maybe getting a little bit better pass rush, but the Commanders said goodbye pass rush. They said, see you later. That's uh, 14 sacks gone from their team, just like that with Montez Sweat and Chase Young being traded away at the deadline. So who's going to go after Mac Jones? I'm not sure. And if Sam Howell puts up some numbers on the other side, this could be that sneaky kind of undercard, right? We're looking at all those big games between the marquee quarterbacks, and this game will probably have – Two guys that go nuts, right? That's what happens in fantasy football. So, look, the weapons, I'm a little concerned. No, 
we're going to have Juju Smith-Schuster, but no, Devontae Parker probably with a concussion. Kendrick Moore is down, but they have two tight ends. And they can put up numbers, even if it's Farrell Brown, not Hunter Henry or Mike Isecki. Demario Douglas, Juju is still there that they could throw to him, and he did score last week. So there are options. This not may not be pretty, right? These guys are just going to chuck it to whoever. They'll probably have eight receivers involved, and you'll be frustrated, but – in the end, I think there'll be some numbers to be had there in this game as maybe a sneaky shootout this week. Yeah, whoever gets Emmanuel Forbes, it's your Christmas morning. Good <laughs> like good for you that you're lining up across from Forbes because you're going to have a wide open chance for uh, a nice long reception. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, the commanders, I think there's fire sailing everything, so this is great. I think you want to play – all your guys against the commanders and then Sam Howell is just going to be poor guys just going to be running around trying to make plays and throw 60 to 70 times every game. That's what's going to be happening. And that's why he'll finish probably as a top 10 QB. So uh, I'm excited to see that matchup. Now, one guy I just want to get to real quick before we get out of here, Will Levis. And now there's going to be a lot of questions about Will Levis after his big game against the Titans, but I don't like it. Thursday night, you have a very low point total under 40. It is on the road. He faces an actual pass rush this week. So even though the matchup looks good on paper on the back end, I think I'm going to stay away from Will Levis. I haven't buried in the rankings this week at uh, 20. And uh, would you say that's uh, the smarter play this week? Yeah, it's going to be a completely different matchup for him. I mean, what, the Falcons might have the worst pass rush in the league, while the Steelers are really, really good at getting to the quarterback, causing those turnovers. Could he? Will he complete some big passes? Probably, with Minka Fitzpatrick out. I mean, their secondary was already bad. Uh, Minka's being out is not going to help that. It's just, yeah, I can't trust. If he does it again this week uh, against the Steelers, I I find picking up Will Levis, keeping him on my bench, seeing if he is the real deal. But I'm not playing him into my lineup this week. Yeah, that's fair. And that's where I thought you'd be going, and it's the Steelers. So it's good. You'll have something to watch on Thursday on top of yeah. <laughs> seeing the Steelers. Hopefully, TJ Watt will come through. And uh, yeah, Will Levis will come down to earth, I think, this week. So something to look for for sure. And uh, that's our look at our running back and quarterback rankings here. We will look at wide receiver and tight end. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. Every day, we'll have that for you. Then we'll. Look at uh, some of our favorite flexes, sleepers, guys we haven't talked about on Friday shows, some maybe DFS values that you can target. So we'll have all of that for you the rest of this week. For this Wednesday edition of Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.